Hello, listeners. Welcome to this week's episode of The Green Mile. I'm John Campbell. Mike Gurgani's with me. Hello. And uh, before you listen to this episode, we just want to remind you that while you can follow along each week on this show, we do offer you the opportunity over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash panel on panels, to binge the first two seasons of this show right now. That's right. For just $1, you can gain access to a plethora of episodes beyond just the one you're listening to this week, last week, or what you might be listening to for free next week. That is just $1 a month. We'll give you access to dozens of episodes. So without further ado, it's time to Hulk out. Dr. David Banner, physician, scientist, searching for a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. Then an accidental overdose of gamma radiation alters his body chemistry. And now when David Banner grows angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs. Creature is driven by rage and pursued by an investigative reporter. Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The creature is wanted for a murder he didn't commit. David Banner is believed to be dead. And he must let the world think that he is dead until he can find a way to control the raging spirit that dwells within him. Welcome back to The Green Mile, the show that charts Dr. David Bruce Banner's journey to cure himself of the Hulk, episode by episode. I'm John Campbell. With me, as always, my travel companion, Mike Ergoni. Hello. All right. Well, we're back on that Green Mile, back down that lonesome road Mm. with the lonely man himself, David Banner, here. This episode's a little less lonesome, actually. Quite a bit less lonesome. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into that for sure. This also episode, though, has firm continuity. He's still in Nevada, uh, continuing from last week when he was in Las Vegas. Yeah, having fled uh, that uh, testament to man's hubris, he is now wandering the deserts well, of Nevada. Well, he successfully broke it, as the title told us. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't think we were ever sold a worse bill of goods than that right there. No. Anyway, so this episode we find... Uh, Never Give a Trucker an Even Break is the title of this one. Uh, Originally aired April 28th, 1978, written by Kenneth Johnson, directed by Kenneth Gilbert. It is season one, episode nine. So I did not understand the title of this episode going into this. Uh Uh-huh. And I do not understand the title of this episode going out of this. Well, i got to say, I may not understand this episode. Uh, (laughs) We're going to really have to deep dive here, because I'm pretty confused about a number of things. Yes. Uh, So I'll read the summary here from the Incredible Hulk wiki. Okay. Uh, This says, while hitchhiking, David is picked up by a young woman and becomes mixed up in her plan to take back her father's tank truck from the men who stole it. And then in parentheses... All of that is technically true. That's all the summary is, but it does have a parenthetical note here. It says, this is one of the more humorous episodes of the series. Is it? I I definitely think it's going for a more lighthearted tone. If the Banjo Pickens score is any indication, you are correct. Uh, When it dives headlong into yeah, a Dukes of Hazard score. It definitely yeah. <laughs> Though as we looked up cuz we 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 had this thought uh a, a year before Dukes of Hazard premiered. Though. Yes. Uh so that wouldn't be till 79 that we that we met the them Duke boys. So this only firmly establishes that the the trucker aesthetic goes back much farther than that. I I, th- I think this may be and I didn't look up what year this was but uh this kind of gives me maybe a Smokey and the Bandit kind of vibe. Mm. That was 77, so actually okay, that would add okay. up. 
Uh, and we're still a couple years out from Smoking the Bandit 2, mm. and even more so than Smoking the Bandit 3. But what about <laughs> Every Which Way But Loose? Oh, yeah, there was that. Uh, there was also BJ and the Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was... Uh, uh, There's a yeah. whole slew of trucker-esque films. Uh, that yeah, There were Convoy, Breaker, Breaker. This this was the heyday of the trucker uh, phenomenon? S- uh, there were songs. Phase. Let's yeah. call it a phase. Yeah, this was a phase America went through <laughs> where apparently we were obsessed with trucking. Yeah. And uh, God, it even got so far as to get the Hulk involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about this episode because, oh, I, I, here's an interesting piece of information about this episode. Uh, before we dig into this, I just clicked on the trivia section of the wiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mentioned, do you know the movie Duel? Steven Spielberg's first movie? I am vaguely aware Duel. of it. I've never seen it. But I kept thinking about that movie while while I was watching this. The stock footage of the truck driving sequences in this movie was taken from Duel. So we're actually looking at footage shot by Steven Spielberg in this movie. And Spielberg was allegedly... <laughs> Hold on. Were those those like really horrible, grainy wide shots I that we kept so, harping I, on? I think so, yeah. Because I think they <laughs> messed with that footage. Uh-huh. Um, uh, because both the, that, that movie and this series were produced by Universal Pictures. Here's an interesting note. Spielberg which ale- was allegedly furious at the use of the footage, but as he was under contract to Universal uh, at the time, the studio executives were free to use the footage as they wished. But he, of course... Uh, hated that that was uh, used in this. And Steven Spielberg has not come close to a superhero <laughs> property ever since. I think this is why. <laughs> I think that's it. Hulk done burned him, and he just said, fuck it, never Mar- again. Marvel called them, and they're like, <laughs> check out episode nine, season one of Hulk. That's my answer. Click. <laughs> uh, that's the only explanation I have. <laughs> so we open on, he's Oh, here's the thing. That synopsis that you read yes. covers the first like five minutes of the episode. Yeah. But it also covers the entire episode. Yeah. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> because I don't know if much more happens after that. Well, this is, it's interesting because it's a chase episode. Um, yes. Yes, it is. Uh, I mean, on paper, that was clearly the yeah. initial thought no, here, right? Pe- let's people do, are being chased. Let's in do this let's do a big car chase episode. Uh-huh. People love car chases. Yeah, and you know what the Hulk's great at driving cars. Sure is fantastic. I mean, he's already landed a plane at this point. Sure. So why not this next? <laughs> uh, I could list a myriad of reasons, but uh, this is what we get. So yeah, Banner is uh, hitchhiking down that long and lonesome road. Sure is. And uh, eventually, someone pulls over, uh, and that someone is uh, Joni. We thought it was Jody. It's hard to tell sometimes. Well, what that they say her name a some total of three times yeah. in the entire episode. Yeah. So and the first time us. isn't until like 20 minutes in. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't be blamed so for this not is, knowing this, this person's name. This is uh, Jennifer Darling as Joni. And, uh, yeah, she's she's driving down the road. and uh, not, they, in a, not in a truck, mind you. Uh, no, no, in, in a normal car. Uh, and so she's she's driving down the road, and she sees Banner, who's hitchhiking. And she makes a point of saying she does not normally do this, but he seems trustworthy. Like any classic D&D character who joins the party later, everyone else sort of has to just go, you seem trustworthy, come join us on our adventure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's basically what happens here. Though we'll come to learn that she's the one with maybe some... Uh, she has ulterior less, motives yes, here. Yes, exactly. Because she was just looking for a patsy. Absolutely. And boy, does Banner look like a patsy. <laughs> uh, but even in this first sequence, she, I, I definitely got the sense that she was coming on to him. Oh, very much so. There's a, there's an instantly, I, I would say, instantly flirty vibe between them. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen that 
time and time again with the uh, women that Banner like comes into contact with. Suddenly oh, yeah. they're immediately attracted to him. But it is Bill Bixby. Like I mean, Bixby's a good looking guy. Were I in their shoes, I probably wouldn't act any different. Uh, this whole thing we've talked about before is carried really on the charisma of Bill Bixby. Though he sort of goes a little out there in this episode. I, I think he's falling back on his my favorite Martian years here. He's a little <laughs> he's a little light more lighthearted uh, than he is uh, in an average episode, he just has some like really broad expressions and double takes. He really in does. This episode where it's just like wide eyed eyebrows up. What so moments? That, something he put to use when he had that Martian stain with him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, he uh, she she says, "How would you like to make money? Uh, some money?" Yeah. $10. This was very much like a proposition, and we moment. were like, "Oh, I think I see where this is going." Hey, Banner, would you like to make 10 bucks? Whoa. <laughs> uh, no, that's not what... She says, I want you to go to this... Look, uh, you know the rules of the road, right, John? I do know the rules of the road. Usually $10 is not involved, though. No, it's true. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's going to work out for him there. Uh, but uh, she asked him to go to this warehouse he plays? Construction site, warehouse, place? Truck it's, hub? Yeah, I'm not I quite sure what it is. I'm not entirely sure what it there is There are either. some warehouses there. There's some there's some roughneck-looking fellas there. And they've all got, and there's like broken down crates and... They're doing something. Anyway, yeah. they go in there. She says, my boyfriend's in there, and it's his birthday. I want you to... To get, the, I, I, as I'm saying this, I don't know why he thought this made any sense. I want you to give him this card because it'll seem better coming from a, a stranger. stranger. I don't know, but yeah. wait, wait for him to open it until all the guys gather around, mm-hmm. uh, and then she's gonna come in and give him a surprise birthday kiss, which is so weird. Uh huh. That I would be so weirded out if somebody. Hey, random hitchhiker, that. I have a proposition for you. No, it's not that. Yeah. Take this birthday card. Give it to my boyfriend, but he's not allowed to open it until all of his goonish friends are gathered around him. Once that happens, I will then swoop in from an unseen location to give him a big old birthday smooch. Does that seem reasonable? Perfect stranger that I just picked up on the side of the road in the middle of the desert in Nevada? Good. Banner says yes. (laughs) That makes complete sense to me. But he doesn't even want to do it for money. He says, oh no, I'll do it. You don't have to pay me, which is insane. (laughs) Doesn't at, at any way. This is a Tuesday for me. Doesn't balk at the request. <laughs> just you don't need to pay me for doing that. This is something I would do for, for my own enjoyment. I do it in my own spare time, regardless of whether people ask me. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> this is. I'm always giving people surprise <laughs> birthday cards. Uh, so he he does that, and uh, he, he he goes into this. Uh, uh, warehouse and this this is where warehouse we, depot warehouse depot uh where he where we first meet mike before we meet yes ted uh, mike Ma- and ted are our central antagonists of this episode uh mike is a very cheerful young man who mm-hmm. is just looking to kill himself a <laughs> <laughs> uh, lady trucker uh, as we yes. will find out later yes. but as of right now he is just like oh you're here to see ted well, I'll let you see Ted. Here's another great. I'm loving guest star names on this show, and another great one here. Mike is played by Grand L. Bush. That is a porn name, 100. <laughs> percent That is a person's pornographic star name. Grand L. Bush. Let's look at what else Grand L. Bush has. It is nothing but porn. 
Oh, I see. It's all porn. No, 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 no. Of course. Oh my God. Of course I know this guy. You know Grand L. Bush? Well, I I kept thinking he looks really familiar to me, and that's because he very famously plays one of the FBI agents, Johnson, in Die Hard. Oh. Two FBI agents named Johnson. He plays Little Johnson. Oh. Also a porn name. <laughs> well, but not a particularly good one. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So he, I, I kept thinking he seemed so familiar, and that's it, of course. Very memorable part in that movie huh. um, as, uh, as one of the two FBI agents named Johnson. He's also in Lethal Weapon 2. Mm. I think he just plays one of the cops in that movie. Sure, sure. But huh, oh, He's cool. also in a Bond movie. He's in License to Kill. He's a working actor. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's in a ton of stuff. Been all over the place. I... Oh, actually, he's in the first Lethal Weapon as a different character. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, I did episode of Simon and Simon. He so was yeah. on Airwolf. He's in Streets of Fire. Uh, he works a lot. Well, good work, Grand L. Bush. You're a grand old Bush to me. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He played Balrog in the Street Fighter movie. Oh shit! <laughs> That's what I knew him from. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had a similar reaction, but like I don't know a Lethal Weapon. Like you know Lethal Weapon, mm-hmm. but I know me the Street Fighter movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that you you specifically know the Van Damme Street Fighter movie? Fuck yeah. All that right. was a classic of my childhood. Yeah, I remember seeing it as a kid too, but just the once. Uh <laughs> but yeah, so he was in that. I do kind of actually do kind of remember him as Balrog a little bit. That sounds <laughs> I about remember right. Balrog. Yeah. Um but I mean like I kind of remember this. Uh anyway, yes, uh Grandel Bush, uh he's fantastic in this. Uh, he's making a meal out of this tiny little part. Oh, yeah, 100%. Every line he gets, he's just like, what's going on? You're going to get him, Ted. Get him, Ted. Get him, Ted. (laughs) And so then we meet the uh, Edgar Allan Poe impersonator that is Ted. He looks... Like shockingly, like Edgar Allan it's, Poe. I mean, if, if you've seen, you almost can't focus because of it. If you've seen the new Netflix show Altered Carbon, which oh, features yes. a AI version of Edgar Allan Poe, this, this guy is actually a better <laughs> yes. Allan Poe lookalike than that guy is. Uh, that is, Frank Christie plays mm. uh, Ted. Just uh, a villainous name, Ted. Ted, <laughs> uh, an actor who was in many many shows throughout the seventies and into the eighties. He even appeared on. That's right. An episode of The Magician. Oh, clearly they struck up a friendship, <laughs> Bigsby and he. Yes, uh, he was on an episode of The Magician, uh, which every time I see something from that show... We will track it, that show down. It makes me so happy. He did two episodes of Mission Impossible. Um, he was on Barnaby Jones, Kojak, Mannix, uh, Matt Helm, Cannon, so, all of those he shows. He was working on the TV. Uh, the Charlie's Angels, yes. Oh yeah. Uh, we sadly lost Frank Christie uh, at age uh, at only age fifty two. Mm, uh, tragic. Very very sad. But he he got his due in this episode, I guess. Uh, Ooh. Do I want to know? I don't. Uh, he uh, under his trivia, this description it I, I it's awful. Uh, he he quote died in a hail of bullets. Jesus. I know. I know. Uh, uh, his killers hired by a lover's husband. Oh, wow. He was, he was assassinated for having an affair with someone. Oh. Yikes. He did not. De- no, I know. But, like, what are the odds that was what I was going to read? I mean, 100% because that's how this guy died. And <laughs> even crazier, the people who killed him were arrested because of an episode of America's Most Wanted. Seriously? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. 
learn something new every day. You really do. You really do. Wow. That's insane to me. Yes. Uh, that that was because um, I figured like oh no did he kill himself or something like that no <laughs> no. No, no hail of bullets <laughs> also just the, the the rare use of the term hail of bullets mm. on IMDb no less yeah I don't often <laughs> see that anyway uh, here he is is Ted yes and so uh, Ted comes out to get his uh, card uh-huh. and b- the, the way Bixby plays this is so fascinating like he's He's playing it like, well, this is going to be good. This is gonna I'm be- helping someone spread happiness and joy. This won't bite me in the ass at all. <laughs> Just all, all evidence of my life to the contrary, right? <laughs> right. Like every other moment I've ever been in in the show. Uh, so anyway, he opens it up. I like his optimism. Okay, I do too. But uh, here, here's, here's where, uh, thinking about where the episode goes, this confusion, my confusion begins here with what this note actually says. Yes. I, I believe it says, I'll kill you if I get the chance? Yes. Why does it say that? The only thing I can think is that it's, again, trying to set up Banner as a patsy. So it's some so the, kind so of... So they'll distri- kill him while she so they'll, st- Yeah, they'll beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Or kill him or whatever while... Because what we learn here... Joni's not a good person either. No, Joni is sneaking around the side. She's not giving birthday smooches to anybody. No, no, no. She is giving them birthday felonies by stealing this truck. Oh, man, I hate when a birthday smooch turns into a birthday (laughs) felony. That implies some stuff that, as I said it, I just was like, This is some uh, birthday Grand Theft Auto. It sure is, because, yeah, she's stealing uh, a tanker truck. Yes, which uh, apparently belonged to her, we find out. Her and her father? Yes. Her father? That wasn't that in the summary? Yeah. Well, it's her that's, father's. It's it, her it, father's, and she mentions her father a few times. We, ne- we never see her father. We never see her father. We don't know if he's alive or dead. Yeah, to take back her father's tank truck. Yeah, I don't quite understand. Also, like apparently it's supposed to be a humorous episode. I don't know I don't know much about the the truck driver lifestyle. Does one own their own truck, their big rig? Uh I think some do because you the, uh, not not you know, you own the truck part, right? Mm-hmm. And then they attach whatever you're but I've seen them parked at people's homes. Okay. So I assume so. Some right. do at least. Okay, okay. Um, there are know. probably some that are more commercial truckers and more like freelance truckers. Sure, sure. I'm completely making this up, but I'm I, I have I'm basing it on some evidence. But okay. yes, I have seen those things parked at residences. Yeah, so. and I, I like w- one little weird subgenre of the internet that I enjoy is seeing the interior of those big long haul trucker cabins mm-hmm. and seeing how people have like tricked them out and like because there's whole like tiny little apartments in the backs of some of those things. Oh, there have to be really. I mean, you think about that. Oh, kind they of don't lifestyle. have to be, and that's where we get into some of the like the grossness of it. But yeah, some of them have like little. They look like the like the interior of a tiny RV. They do, yeah. Um, so I think obviously those people do because you're not tricking out somebody else's, right? Um, but it, uh, obviously her father owned this. I think owning a tank truck is maybe unlikely. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't seem like that she, would be a thing because she was hauling gasoline. Yes, gasoline, and they st- and they stole, stole it. it. These guys, Mike and Ted, and their and their goons. Posse, yeah, you know, at least two other guys. Uh, three other guys. Three other guys yeah. were there. Uh huh. All right. Because two guys get roughed up by the Hulk pretty good. Yeah, oh, but then, then there's, there's the other guy, guy who gets, gets chucked. Oh, yeah. we'll talk about it. Um, so sh- while Banner's delivering this birthday card of threats... Uh, <laughs> it's a birthday card of death. Indeed. Um, Joni... Joni. ...is stealing back her truck. Yes. And 
Then the group of people scatters because she's swerving wide and was never well, going to hit them. They start to beat up Banner, which we know would be a bad idea. Yeah, well, they wouldn't like him when he's angry, but, right? Uh, or frustrated by long distance service. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> a, I was I was about to say there's a lot in this episode, but there's really not. No, uh, there's some. There's a couple of things in this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. So she, yeah, she she drives near them. She, she doesn't was turn- appear to be driving at them. She was turning in such a way that there was no way they would, she would have hit this group of people had they not moved. When they all scatter, yeah. then some of them run out in front of the truck. <laughs> I love that they, they go, get out of the way. And then they see, they're like, it's that girl. She's driving the truck. Get the truck. And so right. then they, they scatter for a second and then they start pursuit. Right. But. Joni has a plan. She smashes into a few of their cars on her way out of the depot. Well, in particular, Mike's car. Because and Mike is just so, like, <laughs> upset. There is a strong beat where he's like, my car! What did she do to my car? Like, to the point where, like, they're trying, all right, we got to regroup. He's like, no, my car, I can't. <laughs> I can't go on. So here's the thing. Take my eyes. Ted says, we'll take my car. They yeah. also roll over this, like, Volkswagen that got tipped up. Mm-hmm. We only ever see Ted's car with Mike in the passenger seat right, in pursuit. Right. We never see the other gang of guys. No, no, no. What happened to them? I guess they they were supposed to stay back and keep the that place safe. <laughs> I don't know. Because also in this, Banner leaps into the truck yes. with Joni. Uh, Banner is one of the people who scatters out into the front of the truck, but he manages to leap in through the side window. He does have the Hulk escape clause, though, so... yeah. Um, so he, those two are then driving away, Joni and Banner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a little bit of backstory about this this is my the, truck. This is where we find out, yeah, the, 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 this is her truck or her father's truck at the very least that she was hauling gas in. I do like the line about why would they steal gas? Yeah. Well, gas is valuable. What's valuable about gasoline? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> in fact, one of the beginning. It's not like World beginning- War One spread to Africa because of that. <laughs> Well, the beginning of one of the Fast and the Furious movies, they're stealing gas trucks. Yeah. So Fair enough. Vin Diesel thought it was pretty valuable. Yeah. But again, this is the 70s. So yeah. Gas was like 15 cents a gallon or something. Well, we're coming out of a gas crisis, aren't we? When yeah. When was that? It was more mid-70s, I guess. But still, I mean, you know, people would be aware that gas is a valuable commodity. Mm-hmm. Uh, though we'll find out later in this episode how, how cheap gas is actually when she fills up that truck. That's true. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so they, they take off, and uh, uh, Mike and Ted are in pursuit. So the, the oil crisis was in 1973. Okay, so, yeah, um, much earlier. To March of 1974. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to look up the, what the gas prices was in in, in 70, 1979. 78. So it was it 78? This is 78. Okay. Dukes of Hazard 79. I, I judge everything by wh- uh, how close or far away it is from the premiere of Dukes of Hazzard. Okay, in 1978, the average price for... Oh, I'll save this for when she buys gas. Okay, all right, all right. So, that, just, so it, now, it, we, now we know how much gas she put in the truck. Yes, I can do some quick math here. Okay, uh, that's good. That's what this show's for. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we need to do more math on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, uh, they, they take off with, with Mike and Ted in pursuit, and uh, we get a... We get a hul- uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say hilarious bit of... I don't know if uh, I'd go all the way to hilarious. <laughs> of, uh, of Ted uh, telling Mike to get his gun from the glove compartment of the car. Oh, boy. 
And uh, he just can't find that gun. No, he cannot. Boy, oh boy. He's for... digging around in that incredibly deep glove compartment, mm-hmm. apparently, looking for the gun. Um, eventually finds the gun underneath the seat, the passenger seat, or deep in the back of the car. He somewhere. finds it underneath the passenger seat, but then, uh-oh, it has no bullets. Yeah, well, I do like when he tells him, all right, go ahead and shoot out the tires of that truck. Yeah. We, we, to be fair, I don't know what uh, Mike's marksmanship skills are, but uh, that's a tough shot, especially a, with a, a, with a handgun. When they're both driving at least 80 miles an hour. Yes. And, and once again, he's got a handgun. It's... Uh, yeah, I it's, don't know. It's, it's trouble um, here. But don't think that this is just a single scene, one-off bit. No, we are cutting back and forth this whole oh, time oh, yes. between uh, Joni and Banner Joni and Banner, and Mike and Ted for at least 10 minutes. Uh, it, it feels like 40. To, uh, to well find the, the gun, episode. and then, uh-oh, gun has no bullets. Yeah. Got to go into the back seat, mm-hmm. start digging through the toolbox. Yeah. Well, he go, first he goes back to the glove compartment. Because <laughs> he didn't notice any bullets when he was digging for a gun. <laughs> so what I don't understand is, is, there's, is there an empty clip in the gun? I, I don't know. Because he later just finds a single bullet. And that's not, not how not you... Like a, not like a magazine of bullets. Yeah, and the gun he's holding isn't like a revolver. No, no, it's an autom- It's like a forty five automatic. Yeah. It, I don't know why. it should, if, if they had made the gun a revolver, I wouldn't have questioned this as mm-hmm. much. But this really... Because uh, I was like, what's he looking for? Yeah, I don't know. Is he even still... Because I guarantee you if he found a bullet, well, then he wouldn't have a magazine, right? All we it know, could have been another bit. All we really know is that Ted is a very bad gun owner. Oh, very bad. He's yeah. not keeping it locked up. Nope. He's not keeping the ammunition stored properly. No. He's just rattling around in a toolbox. There's a gun back here somewhere, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, not for, a gun. The gun. The gun. Get get me the gun. So this is the only one he owns. Yes. And he just leaves it lying around well, in his I, car. I like to think it's the company gun. <laughs> <laughs> get the gun. Uh, so they eventually uh, run them off the road. Before it, because he finds the bullet after they've been knocked off the road. That's right. the that's the button on this scene. Right, because uh, Joni is apparently a very good truck driver. Very good. And she sideswipes Ted and Mike, and they go spinning off. Though you got to wonder how good a truck driver she is when she's veering that wheel wildly while going down a straight road. We but. get some really crazy green screen yeah. uh, driving in this. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's it's very apparent because the truck steering wheel is so wide. Yeah. So you're constantly seeing her arms dipping in and out of the shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's 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 a habit so many actors get into, and I don't know why that's everyone's instinct. I guess just be, to do something. you got to do something with your hands. Yeah, yeah. Um... So they run them off the road, uh, and then not too long after they've run them off the road, they stop for gas. Yeah, so we we keep with Ted and Mike for some reason, and we follow them to a gas station where we get a solid two-minute scene of this lady at a gas station berating them for going so fast. We meet meet Peggy Doyle as woman at gas station. (laughs) Yeah. And you get you get a you get a little scene that goes really nowhere. It has no bearing on the sequence of events at all. We get them back on the road though. Yep. And so they take off, still in pursuit. And then we go to another <laughs> gas station where we find Banner and Joni stopping for. And they're gas. talking to Charles Alvin Bell as man at gas station. He's, they're talking to man at gas station. And she says, Hey there, pops. 
here's $10. Give me $10 worth of diesel. And this is what I've been waiting to hear, which is how much gas would that be? So. In 1978. I took an average, like, gas prices in 1978 yeah. ba- bounced between 65 and 71 cents. Okay, so I we're, we're approximating about, here. I approximated it out to about, like, 68 cents a gallon. Okay. Um, and this is, like, uh, this would be whatever the regular gas was at the time, so maybe diesel's cheaper. Could be. Um, Could be. But, but let's go with this. The pre- the number of gallons that I got was 14 gallons. That's how much you put uh, 14. in 14.7. Okay, okay. That's not that much for, for a truck a, that for big. For a truck that big, I'm guessing its tank size is 50 gallons, maybe? I don't, honestly don't know. Could be something like that. Um, Because I'll tell you this. I think my car is 15. My car is 12. Yeah. So, but those are tiny cars. Yeah, these are small cars. So we're just saying, if we're to extrapolate out, Mm -hmm. it's got to be something like 50. So um, I don't understand why she did this then. Yep. No idea. Is that all the the money she had? She only spends $10 at a time. She gave Banner $10. She gives this guy $10. She lives in a world of only increasing amounts of money by $10. Um, I don't know. You, you, You... Look, she's there, just there, sometimes to get from there are point no answers. A point B, I guess. Yeah, I guess she knew exactly how much gas was needed. Well, anyway, uh, while she's, and also I think the even bigger than that, the bigger question is why does she leave the truck running the entire time she's filling it with gas? So here's something. Okay. Uh, diesel was actually maybe a little bit more expensive. Oh. I'm looking this up now. Um, 1988. Uh, so the wholesale. Let's see. <laughs> we don't need to figure this out. I've got the wholesale and resale values in I, front of me right now. <laughs> I love that that this podcast is veered into this. It was actually probably only fifty cents a gallon, roughly. Okay, um, probably a little bit more. Okay. Um, okay. Still not that much still though. Still not a ton. All right. So edging in on twenty gallons. So who knows? Maybe. 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 I don't know where they're going either. No, we, we don't. Really have no idea what the plan is. We don't here. really know how much money she has on her either. This is just an excuse while she's doing this. And like I said, she leaves the truck running the whole time she's filling it up. Yeah, that's how you fill up a truck. Yep, that's how you do it. Uh, that note out there, people. Make sure the truck's running while you're filling mm-hmm. it. Up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is just an excuse to get Banner up onto the tank. Um, poking around because he's always sticking his nose in people's business. What else would he be doing? He opens up the tank truck and finds a false bottom of some sort or a cap. He finds like a false... Yeah, because he, he sees that the top like uh, hatch is bounced open or something. Yeah. He opens it up the rest of the way and he sees that there's a false top to it. Yeah. It, like it, it the... The interior goes down about five inches and then just flattens out. Mm-hmm. He pulls that out and sees a ton <laughs> of little styrofoam packages. Yeah. And at first I thought, oh, the tanker truck's full of drugs. As we would expect. Yes. No. 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 It's much dumber. Would, well, no, it, it, it raises so many more questions. If it was drugs, I think we would just kind of have moved along. Uh-huh. But instead, he just he says, he, he brings her up and he shows her what he says are computer components Specifically, very expensive computer components, and this literally filled to the top of the, like the the tank is full of them. Yes, and this is like imagine a tanker truck you see pulled in at a gas station. Yeah. It's about that size. Yeah. And so there's so these little styrofoam things are I would say about like maybe the size of your average trade paperback book. Yeah. Maybe a little thicker. Mm-hmm. But there's 
thousands of these oh, things easily. in here. And so there's what? Potentially hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars worth of computer components there? And again, we're talking about 1978, yeah. so computers back then yeah. were pretty expensive. Right, and also their parts would be super rare because there aren't that many of them to begin with, and there's thousands of them right here. Right. So like I said, this and is potentially millions of when dollars When we say computer parts, stuff. they look like microchip boards. Yeah. Like the green backboards with a bunch of circuitry all over it. Right. It's very generic. Like, And it's computer pieces. Yeah. You know, computers. Uh-huh. Computers. Uh, but uh, Banner instantly recognizes them. Right, because as we learn in this episode, he apparently has a, also has a degree <laughs> in computer engineering. Yep. Being able to identify <laughs> these computer parts. And so... This guy's got quite the background. He's a radiologist. He's yeah. dealing with high-tech equipment. Mm-hmm. I sort of give him the benefit of the doubt yeah, on this one yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. But being able to, A, identify like that they're computer parts, yeah. fine, easy. But the fact that he knows they're very expensive computer parts? Right. Yeah. Is it just the fact that every computer part is an expensive computer part? He would describe time? anything as an expensive computer part? Maybe. But at that point, why not just say they're computer parts and, they, and then have her go, oh, that must be... Really expensive because yeah. computers are expensive. Yeah, you know, because computers are expensive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would have liked that line of dialogue. But no, it's Banner no, going like... it's Banner, me and Mr. Know-It-All, as yeah. always. Uh-huh. Uh, and then she just shrugs, yeah. and they keep going. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> here's, where, here's where we're trying, because we're always figuring out what the scheme is. What, what the, the cockamamie scheme yeah. is. Yeah. So I have so, come up with a name for the cockamamie scheme. Okay, let's of, let's. What is that? Uh, this cockamamie scheme is called the long haul snafu. Okay, uh, perfect. Mostly because that name really doesn't say anything per se, and neither does the plan in this episode. <laughs> because okay, so th- th- these are the only pieces I have, and, mm-hmm. and 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 fill in anything that you you've surmised from this as well. Okay. So th- these guys are 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 smugglers of some sort. Yes. I think we can assume. They're smuggling yes. computer parts. I'm now starting to think maybe they're counterfeit, and that's totally my... That's just supposition. Yeah, but. right. Anyway, uh, but anyway, they're illegally hauling computer parts, it or seems like. or they're illegally obtained computer parts. Yeah, but they need it. They have so many of them. Because there was a dropped line in this episode about, oh, some other truck... Because in this scene, she says, oh, there was some truck hauling computer parts, and that truck just vanished. Mm. But, but they, so they needed a way, they had so many of these computer parts, and they, they obviously want to transport them somewhere. But not in the truck they were originally in. Right. So they steal this tank truck. Yes. And luckily, it just perfectly fits the amount of computer parts they have. Right. And they just, like, shoveled them in there like you would I, into a coal fire. I would have fire. killed to have seen them <laughs> filling this tank truck. <laughs> Because it doesn't open like a like a cargo truck, you know. No. Like it, you would have to, it would, you have to open the top and then just pour in computer parts. And that's why they're all wrapped in styrofoam, I guess. It's designed to hold liquids and such. Uh-huh. I don't know how they're going to empty this thing. I don't. Know. Yeah, that's the, there's a good question <laughs> as well. They're going to have to like crack it open or something. I don't or know. Or lower people down into it to pass these up one at a time. Oh, I love that idea. <laughs> they'll put Mike down in there and at- just. Because after you like you you reach down, you clear out the top ones that Banner is able to get to yeah. by just like yeah. dipping a hand yeah. in. After you get like out the arm's length, how do you get more out? I don't know. This is the worst plan. Yeah, I don't know. And I guess they're gonna sell them. Also, how do you make sure that they're distributed evenly in the tanker when you're filling it? Well, that's a question I had as well. Because that I did that it's, it was too perfectly filled. Yeah. 
And if you get a guy down in there, they're standing on these computer pieces that are going to break. I don't care what kind of styrofoam you got them mm-hmm. in. Oh, yeah. This plan makes no goddamn no, sense. No, it doesn't. This is right up there with zoo animals and diamonds. But here's, <laughs> this is... Uh, that one was more convoluted, but at least we we followed that point A to point B. Mostly. I mean, I'm saying at least the show gave us that to right. a certain extent. At least we knew, like, oh, they were doing this to sell to this guy. What do they want? What are they doing with these computer parts? They're selling them? We don't know. We have no idea. There's no explanation for it. What we also don't know yeah. is, Here. so they're getting away. So yeah. we hop back in. Banner and uh, Joni are driving along down the, they think they've lost them. Yes. We're, we're safe and clear. Yes. And then we get a quick shot of, uh-oh, Mike and Ted, they're coming again. Um, but no, 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 because she leaves Banner at the gas station. She leaves Banner at the gas station, and he drinks the soda <laughs> the fastest anyone has ever drank He goes into the, the store at the gas station and, and guzzles down a 12-ounce soda in half a second? Because like... he walks up with the gas station and saying, hey, got any soft drinks? And he goes, yeah, come inside. Pays a quarter, buys a soft drink. We then cut to... We never, like, lose track of the camera. Right. It stays on the door as Banner enters. Yeah. And then he comes out, mm-hmm. having finished... Taking the last gulp. Within five seconds. <laughs> it's incredible. It is. That, that's an amazing skill that Dr. Banner possesses, apparently, mm-hmm. is the ability to just down uh, a, a can of soda almost instantly. Uh, but anyway, while, while he's in there, we do see the car pass. Yes. Um, and That's then, what it is. It, it pans from the door of the gas station to the car driving and then back. Okay. That's why we know no time has passed. All right, all right, all I right. believe is what it was. So, for all we know, a solid 10 seconds passed there, and he was able to just chug a soda. <laughs> it's pretty insane. He was very thirsty, obviously. I mean, obviously. I mean they're out in the desert, I suppose. This is Nevada. Uh, so then Banner starts uh, hoofing it down the road again. Yeah, he's just... He's just Back on the Cause, road because we stay with Banner. and in fact we play a little bit of the Lonely Man music because you and I were saying I guess that's the end of the episode. <laughs> she got her truck back and left him and uh-huh. do 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 do. No, we're we're not even halfway there. No, because <laughs> he happens to be walking down the road when they've caught her. Yeah, we just we s- don't see that happen. No, smash cut to and he, they got her. Both the truck and their car are on the side of the road and they're forcing her into their car as they take the truck. Why? I don't know. They got the truck. Why do they still need her? Well, this is the big question that they, that takes up the basically the entire like second two thirds of the episode. The last two thirds of the episode is um, why why they have the truck. Mm-hmm. They're actively, in fact, they're endangering their merchandise because they're chasing her in the truck full of the valuable computer parts. <laughs> yes, that 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 they do end up losing because uh-huh. the truck goes over a cliff, and because I'm pretty hubris. sure one of them is dead. But uh, um. <laughs> So, yeah, I can't. I can't. No. I don't know. For some reason, they kidnap Joni and steal the truck back, but Ted leaves his car there. So it's Mike and Ted in the truck yes. having kidnapped Joni, and they're driving back to their yes. depot. Yes. They Ted leaves his car at the side of the road. Why doesn't he have Mike drive it back? <laughs> I don't know. What doesn't he need his truck later? Like, I mean, or his car later? Like, he, w- he could have used it had Banner not snuck in right now and stolen it. Yeah, I don't. Because so they take so Mike, Ted, and Joni take off in the truck back to the depot. Banner sees all of this happen and is like, "Uh oh, Hero Sense is kicking in. I got to go save somebody." He goes over to Ted's abandoned car and, like a good radiation specialist, he hotwires it. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we've seen him hotwire a car before. Yes. He, t- he took McGee's car in that one episode. Yeah. We don't know where he learned these skills. 
Uh, his uh, presumably in Nam. <laughs> Never forget that he was a combat medic in Nam. Whether the show ever remembers <laughs> is a big question, but we will never forget. No. Uh, yeah. So he then, because he's the daring do-gooder at the center of the show, mm-hmm. takes off back after them, and so they just drive back to their uh, uh, depot, uh, warehouse depot, mm-hmm. and. Uh, what are they going to do with her? I have no idea. So Something bad. W- something bad, presumably. Because she keeps screaming. He's Because ba- once he's in there... We hold with Banner on the outside, and he's like crouching low and getting close, mm-hmm. and he peeps on through the uh, the crack in the warehouse, and we get that really fucking awful camera shot. Yeah, of- the beginning has a fucking awful camera shot, too, When through those trees. There's a lot of obscured camera shots here that I think are supposed to be artistic. Sure. Sorry, Kenneth Gilbert. They're not. They're just bad <laughs> shots. <laughs> Uh, and then later when we get blurry, uh, out-of-focus truck footage, we're we'll really right. but start talking. Now to that you. I actually know that that's from a different movie altogether, <laughs> that makes yeah. a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, so Banner sees that she's being roughed up inside this warehouse for no good reason. I don't, she doesn't have any information or anything they need. I don't... Like, they, well, they didn't start by kidnapping her. They just wanted the truck. Right. Now they have the truck backing with all their stuff. Right. They could, maybe they could have killed her. They could have killed her on the side of the road. They had the gun and the bullets. But that's what I'm saying. Like, but they didn't, so then what? Like, why keep her alive? I don't know. Oh, Ransom man. to her to rich, wealthy trucker father? Yeah, that, that's the thing. <laughs> she is the heiress to a trucker fortune? No, we already <laughs> had the heiress to the citrus fortune. We can have both. <laughs> No, only, this show only has one heiress. Okay, and it was to a citrus fortune. I promise uh, you, before the show is done, we're, we're gonna, gonna he's gonna be another heiress. Yeah, yeah, probably a couple. Um, yeah, I can't. So, but I also like this. He's trying to figure out what to do, and he notices a phone booth. Yes, and he runs over because there's a phone booth at this warehouse depot for no fucking good reason. And and much like the looking for the gun scene, this is also infuriatingly long, but played for tension. I think so. But now that you said that this is supposed to be one of the funnier episodes of the show, maybe this is supposed to be humorous. The music doesn't lend itself to No, that. it doesn't. And Bixby's trying to play it like, my God, someone's about to die. Right, because he tries to call the operator. Operator won't pick up. He tries to dial like a, a more local operator, I guess. I thought he was dialing 911. But he only did three numbers. Was he doing 411? Like information? That, oh, ooh, that makes more sense, actually. But that doesn't, that well, doesn't it, make it, any more it sense. It makes more sense than a more local operator, but 911. You don't, you don't he, even need the quarter for 911. Because we see him dump out like a pocket full of change on the, like, the I love. ledge. I love the, the shenanigans of Banner looking for a dime. And he's looking for a dime. Also, phone calls cost a dime back then, apparently. Yeah, those were the days. Hey, also, phone, phone booths, booths existed. existed. Yeah, so let's... <laughs> um, so he's, I, was, I, I said that when we were watching. Like, what an antiquated scene. Yeah. Uh, so then he gets into an argument with the information desk lady. Which I love. And so this, this actually reminded me of Die Hard, where he's calling the emergency line at the beginning of that movie. Yeah. And it's like, this is for emergencies only. What do you think, I'm trying to order a fucking pizza lady? <laughs> but this is more just like, this woman on the other end can't give him the phone number to the police officers to save her life. I don't know that number, sir. I can't connect you to that, sir. Please calm down. I don't care if someone's about to die. There's a woman about to die. Yeah, he literally says that. Yeah. There's a woman yeah. about to die. And she never leaves like this tone. Right, no. It's just, I'm sure their tr- phone service people are trained to be like, of course, sir. Mm-hmm. 
right away, Mr. Jetson. Um, yeah, oh yeah, it's totally that voice. <laughs> it's completely that voice. Uh, it kind of reminded me of the voice of the computer on Star Trek a little bit too. Mm, um, mm. It has that same kind of just like monotone. Yeah, yeah. I cannot do that, sir. Um, what what he ends up getting a different operator? Doesn't he? T- he tries the operator. He again. tries the operator. They don't pick up. Yeah. He tries the four one one lady. Yeah. She can't help him. To save her life. She gives him the number for the police department is what happens. But keeps saying, you should try redialing the operator. Yeah. And, and then he... He can't because he's running out of change. Yeah. And he's panicking. Oh, he, that's what it is. He calls the police station number, but he's out of money. Right. And then he hulks out. And then he hulks out because he didn't have the right change for the phone call. Which I think is going to go down as the best reason for a Hulk out in this show. It's up there. He crushes the receiver. Yeah. Rips the... I love this. Rips the phone out. uh, Crashes... Throws that through one window of the booth before just bursting out of the booth entirely. Yeah. No, he doesn't, like, charge out of the booth. He hits both sides of the booth with his (laughs) fists, and the booth collapses around him. Yeah. So that he may then jauntily walk away. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. That's This this is what you watch the show for. Yeah. Honestly, like... This might be the Hulk feat of strength. We'll discuss it at the end, obviously. But like, oh. there's not a ton here for Hulk feats of strength. He does push a car later. It's in neutral. <laughs> like, yeah, to be fair, I maybe could have got that car rolling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. He does. Yeah, just kind of gingerly pushes that car. <laughs> um. But, so he hulks out. And then the Hulk gonna get shit done. He just bursts right into that warehouse depot. Where she is being cruelly held upright by two people, and I, the others are standing around looking confused. I, I don't know. This is where he's got a couple other henchmen right. uh, who show up out of nowhere. The expression on that one henchman's face when the Hulk gets him. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's mouth priceless. agape. Yeah. He's just like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and like, have you ever seen the kids' reaction shot from Troll 2? Oh, yeah. It's pretty much that. Yeah, it pretty much is. <laughs> um, and so he grabs that guy. And just hucks him across the room. Yes, and then the other guy he throws as well, and the scream on that guy. It's edging on Wilhelm's scream. It's, yeah, it's, it's getting there. And that guy gets thrown into a... Uh, wall of paint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a if they're a smuggling operation, shells full of paint. Paint for? I don't know. I, I, I they are the biggest mystery in this show. What is going on here? Yeah, no they're, idea. They're just sort of general criminals, I guess. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know, but I mean, they're 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 involved in some sort of criminal activity. We actually don't know that. They must be though. The the I mean, <laughs> well, they, I mean, they're criminals and they stole that truck. And maybe yeah, but they, so did she. But they, well, but she, it was already her truck. That's what she says. <laughs> I don't trust anyone in this episode, John. I trust no one. Um, I trust Banner, and that's it. That Even then, and he's pretty confused. Um, <laughs> as am I. I'm really confused. Uh, what, what else do we get? Oh, we do get uh, uh, Mike, Mike grabs a pipe, tries to hit and him, and slams it into Ferrigno's stomach. And the Hulk is just like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Grabs the pipe out of his hand like a father yanking a toy away from a child. <laughs> and then just bends it in half, mm-hmm. tosses it away. And at that point, Mike and Ted just like, fuck this, and skedaddle. And then Ferrigno and real feet of strength here just picks up Joni, this like actress. a piece of luggage yeah. and just carrying her under one arm. Yeah. We see him running for a good distance. Jennifer Darling just, yeah. one arm 
out that he's got her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get another lovely little bit of uh, Hulk shoes in this scene. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Uh, we love those Hulk shoes. Those weird converse with the toes painted on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, don't want don't want Frigno's feet to get hurt. No, I mean, look, I don't want it either, but it just it looks pretty funny. And it looks <laughs> very silly. Once again, something that probably would have gone unnoticed on 1970s television screen. Right. But on my high-def screen, it's painfully obvious. <laughs> and the bits where the paint is kind of rubbing off Oh, as well. yeah, 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 that stuff um, too. So we get one more goon outside that the Hulk oh. then just throws up onto a roof <laughs> in a sequence that is clearly... Was shot with him falling off of the roof well, and then reverse because he, he throws him up not he throws him up near the edge of the roof enough for the guy to grab onto it which uh-huh. clearly was a stunt guy who let go of that and fell backwards yes and then they reversed it because this is Kenneth Johnson creator of the Six Million Dollar Man <laughs> as showrunner here and that's a classic Six Million Dollar Man shenanigan absolutely uh, which yeah. is a great scene and uh, they 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 burst out of there. Uh, and while he's chucking the guy onto the roof, Joni, who's like been dropped by the Hulk, is like, fuck this, gets, runs away, doesn't get in the truck. No, gets in Ted's, Ted's car. car that has been hotwired by Banner. Yeah, so it's still running. Yeah. So rather than re-steal her truck. And she's going, where? No idea. <laughs> We have zero clue. Okay, see, we're right. This is where we're truly going to get. I don't know why they took Joni back to this place. No. Uh, Nefarious reasons of some sort. Yeah. But what's about to happen, I truly don't understand. Because she didn't take the truck back. She doesn't take the truck back. She gets in Ted's car, drives away. Yeah. That is when Ted and Mike get in the truck. (laughs) Full of what is potentially millions of dollars. Full of microchips or whatever's in there. Yeah gets in and ch- begin to chase her. Yes. F- for reasons. Yeah, this I cannot follow what their motivation is here at all. Because she's going to tell the cops and then they'll be rumbled? I, maybe? But they There's have no everything in the truck. The... They could just drive away. Yeah. Like, they won. They got all their stuff. Yeah. What do they do? Why were they waiting around in the warehouse depot with the truck anyway? I think they were getting ready to go. Maybe. I don't know, though. I don't know either. <laughs> this one's a real head-scratcher. It really is. We get a dropped line at the very end about, like, well, they had quite the operation going there. And that Joni gets a reward for ending it? For ending it, I guess. But That's like, not established. We don't know what There's no oper- wanted poster or anything. No, and we don't know what their operation There's is. There's no cop that comes in at the end and is like, oh, they were blah, 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 blah. No, all the last Nothing. we see is... Mike dead and Ted clutching his broken, shattered leg. Mike's dead, right? <laughs> Mike I mean, is 100% so that because this car chase goes on for a good long while. Oh, the back third of the episode is just this car chase, yeah. And it's Mike and Ted in the truck, yeah, chasing Joni for the first bit of it, right? But Joni then... pulls some slick moves, pulls off to the side, like backs up behind a hill, mm-hmm. and the truck goes rocketing past, yep. and she's like, haha, lost him and then pulls out and begins driving away, at which point the Hulk has stumbled down the road a little bit, yeah. got tired, yeah. sat down. <laughs> Overcome by heat is what it appears to be I from the guess. way they shoot it. Too much sun for the Hulk, so he's got to turn back into Banner. Yeah, and so she, Joni drives by and sees a like weary, tattered shirt Banner uh, and pulls over yet again to save this guy she barely knows Yeah, and says, get in the car because reasons. Great. Yeah. Where are we going? Don't know. How are we getting there? Not sure. (laughs) 
cool. Yeah. Uh, Banner's on board. Yep. Um, At which point we see Mike and Ted being like, oh, shucks, we lost her. What yeah. are we going to do? I don't know. They, we keep cutting back to them. It's so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty frustrating. I don't know what their motivations are. I don't care about these I characters. I don't know either. Yeah. But we get every single reaction shot from them. Oh, so much so. Because uh, then, how do they 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 end up catching her again? Like everybody is 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 about to catch up with everybody in this chase <laughs> at every moment for no good reason. Yeah, because it's really unclear to me just how far we drive in any given chase sequence. Yeah, it's it's the, yeah. Oh my. What God. would maybe help if, is if we like kept passing the same gas stations, but we don't. No, I have no idea where anything is in relation to anything else. No. Because every the whole chase doubled back, obviously, when they went back to the warehouse depot. Right. And then proceeded again from there. In a different direction or the same direction? That's pretty unclear. Yeah. Nobody knew where anyone... We don't know where they were going to begin with. So. Right. Um, or if we'd like set up those train tracks earlier in the episode, because oh, at this point... Oh, my God. This is the worst bit of filmmaking at in this At some thing. point, Banner starts driving. I mm-hmm. don't remember how that occurs. They get out of the car and then get back in the car. Oh, right, because she sees a phone, another phone booth on the side of the road. That's right. And she gets out to go call the cops because they're coming after her to presumably kill her. Yeah. I don't know. At this point, (laughs) it's really unclear what the bad guy's motivation is other than to catch them and then, yeah, I don't know, kill them, take advantage of them. They weren't going to kill her, though. I don't know. Yeah, again, I have no clue what <laughs> They the... had every opportunity to kill her, and they didn't take it. So yeah, I, yeah, no idea. Um, makes, no, makes no sense to me. They had the company gun and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I they even no had idea. a bullet for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, a perfectly good bullet. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Banner then hops in the driver's seat. Yes. Because the trucks are coming and she doesn't have time to call the cops because they're out of dimes. Yeah. (laughs) As as established. Somebody better go back and get a shitload of dimes. Once again, as established. (laughs) Um, Quick, you got change for a dollar? No. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) We're screwed. Yeah, where was that scene? So now Banner is driving. Yeah. And Banner is, by all accounts, a worse driver than... Oh, real bad. Real bad driver. (laughs) Uh, Apparently Banner does not uh, do well under pressure. No, <laughs> I guess not. Uh, Who knew? Uh, yeah, I don't know. This show has not previously established that. Uh, what's really funny is we have scenes of like the truck getting real close and like about to like bumper bump them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Banner's pretty like collected through most of this. Yeah, he really is. There's even a sequence in which he goes over some train tracks. We see a train hurtling down. And then it's not hurtling down. This it's is, actually way farther this away. This is the garbage I'm talking about here. So we <laughs> see that this train is coming, and they got to cut across the tracks. This is classic action movie oh, yeah. uh, setup. How right? do we lose the guy who's chasing us? We cut across some train tracks so he can't follow us. All right. So this train is coming. We see it bearing down. And Banner cuts across. And then I, I'm assuming the train is either going to do one of two things. Cut in front of the bad guys, like they'll have to stop mm-hmm. or hit them, or the bad guys will be halfway across the tracks and the truck will explode. That's what I was expecting. Right. Neither. No. The the, the tr- they also just get across the tracks, <laughs> and then we're past the train. Yeah, and and then and then there's like two beats, and then the train goes by. Right. You're like that wasn't. That's not thrilling at all. There's nothing exciting. There's no action to but that. John, we know that train got where it was going on time. Well, that I take comfort in that for sure. 
thank God. We, we can take solace in that fact. That train got where it needed to go. <laughs> Boy, yeah. I, that's, that was what I was really was worried about. a solid five-minute yeah, sequence of like really, setting up that train, too. I was so concerned about whether or not that train was going <laughs> to get where it was going. Look, those petroleum and petroleum byproducts need to get here's, to Tascaloosa on time. Here's the thing. I know as much about where that train is going as I do about where these characters, our main characters, are going. Fair enough. This episode is a giant question mark. <laughs> um, it should be called Never Give a Trucker an Even Break? Uh, <laughs> question mark? Because the title makes as much sense as anything. Um, yeah, what even break is she trying to get? I don't know. Because she's already lost all of her gasoline. She's yeah. not delivering that even late. Right. Like... Now she's hoping to turn over the microchips to I don't know. There's no stated intent in this show. But I like I like that the the climax of this chase is whether or not these two cars can make it up a hill. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so there's a uh We we remove the element of speed from it entirely. Yeah, and Banner is like chugging up this hill. <laughs> the the car he's driving is really overheating. Yeah. Something the oil lights flashing. Yeah. There's smoke pouring out the back of his car. Yeah. Uh, the truck, meanwhile, is doing fine. It's just moving slowly. Yeah. Um, and I just love every time. Once again, you cut back to like Mike going, "We're gonna get him. We're gonna get him." Literally every other shot is Mike going, "Get going, Ted. You do it, Ted. We're gonna get him, Ted." Yeah. And it's just like, oh, shut up, Mike. God, shut up, Mike. Uh. But Ted's just smiling the whole time. Like, oh, yeah. you're right, Mike. Way yeah. to encourage me. Our relationship yeah. is strong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a real smug look of satisfaction on, on Ted's face for yeah, yeah. unknown reasons. I don't know. Um, they, get, they get up over the hill. They get up over the hill, and then Ted's car is fine for some reason. Mm-hmm. They were about to light the engine on fire, but once they start going downhill, everything's fine. Well, but if, well, until the, the tire goes out. Then that happens. And so then they veer off the road, and then they're going to get... And then they crash, and... Uh, this is when Banner hulks out the second time. This is time. when Banner hulks out the second time, but Joni is knocked out, so she doesn't see him hulk out, so it's fine. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, he gets her out of the car. We do get this fun sequence of the Hulk driving a car for about a hot second. Yeah, for for not enough time for me. Yeah. And no close-up. Uh we did get an be on... awesome shot of this tiny steering wheel in front of Ferrigno. That is a great one when he's transforming. They clearly found like a much smaller steering wheel from yeah. some European yeah. car yeah. and had Ferrigno hold it yeah. against a black screen. Yeah, because yeah, his hands are getting bigger. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, as is everything. I also like that in that, that's in that same shot where he's holding that, that's where his chest is bursting out of the mm-hmm. shirt, you know, because, yeah. sure. How do they pull off those shots? I you know I I imagine it's Frigno in a tiny shirt. Okay, but how do they get him into the tiny shirt without ripping it first? Oh, that's a good question. I always assumed it's like the front of a shirt, and then you got two guys behind Frigno pulling back on the shirt, so it's oh, popping open. That's not a bad idea either. I yeah. honestly don't know though. Yeah. Well, when we get Frigno on here, we'll have to ask him. Oh yeah, I'd love that. I, I, I I'm gonna do my level best <laughs> to get Lou Frigno on this show. Is what I'll say. Uh, I don't think it's impossible. Yeah, I think it's. I, I think he's right at the level of celebrity that we could maybe get. I'd give it even odds. Yeah, especially Listeners, if you know Lou Ferrigno, yeah, please if put you him have in contact. Any connection with us. to that at all? I also think there's a good chance he may come here for a convention at some point, oh, and that may be our best shot at getting him. There we go. Maybe even I don't want to go too far. Live show. Oh. <laughs> we'll How see. many other people have podcasts specifically devoted to the 1970s Incredible Hulk? That's I'm going to say saying. at least three. <laughs> None that I can find. That's so true. I think uh, he's uh, he's obligated. He's the only, I was thinking about this actually. I think he's the only one left alive. 
Oh. I think everybody else is gone. That's sad. Because, uh, like, Bixby died. Uh-huh. Kenneth Johnson's gone. Uh-huh. Colvin's gone. Yep. So there's your 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 showrunner and 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 the two other leads are gone. Yeah. So. Um, what's her name from the pilot still around? She played. Oh the mom yeah, on yeah, Castle. yeah. Susan Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. She'd be an interesting person to talk to. I think other people. What may do you f- remember about the Incredible Hulk? I think other people who were in one episode may not remember it, but she yeah. was in the pilot, and that was like a movie. I bet yeah. she has some memory of that. She'd be an interesting person to talk to. Let's get Susan Sullivan on. Okay. You know her. Uh, I don't. <laughs> You told me you did. It's the only reason you're on here. Uh, <laughs> not my emphatic love of the Hulk. No, that had nothing to do with it. Okay. Um, <laughs> in fact, if anything, it's a... I mean, kind of. It's kind of a hindrance <laughs> to enjoying this show. If you, know, if you know anything about the Hulk, this is a tough watch. Uh, you're not wrong. Um, so this is where Hulk pushes the car, though, because once he gets her out of the No, because first, we, the truck is coming. Yeah, we see it. Oh, first ever so slowly the, barreling over this. First, hill. he tries the the lamp or the the uh, telephone pole. He pulls it. He pushes over a telephone pole. Yep. And we. Keep That's getting, not a bad feat of strength. No, it's not bad. We keep getting reaction shots from Mike and Ted mm-hmm. coming up over the hill, going, "What's that? What's he doing? <laughs> Whoa, that's a good move!" But the whole time, the, the truck is still moving at, at him. We have no idea how far apart they are. For no, this, whole this, this is spatial relations. Really, we lose all sense of uh, in this last chunk of it because we cut. We keep cutting back and forth as Hulk A punches his way out of the car. Yes. B gets over to a telephone pole. Yes. C pushes over said telephone pole. Yes. So in between each of these that I'm listening, we get a reaction shot from Mike and Ted. Oh, yeah. D, he picks up said telephone pole. Yeah, and we get a really interesting shot where the camera is mounted on the end of the telephone pole as he swings it. And then he swings it around and tries to uh, strike at the truck. Yeah. He hits it. The truck just goes barreling through it. Because it's a telephone pole. It's a piece of wood, essentially. Yeah, I mean... It's a thick, heavy piece of wood. A real telephone pole would not shatter the way this one did. Right. But I don't think it would This one splinters because it's made of prop wood. Well, yes, it's a TV <laughs> show, obviously, uh, from um, the makers of Star Trek. Uh, props come. Uh, then Ted throws on the e-brake, does a quick 180. We don't Cause, see cause this. He did, he did go to stunt driving school. We we don't see this happening, but that is the only way to explain how the truck is then ready to turn around and rush at the Hulk yeah, again. Yeah, because now it's barreling down on the Hulk, and this is where the Hulk pushes the car yes. at, which promptly explodes. He well, he pulls Joni out of the car first, mm. sets her down near some bushes, yeah. and then shoves the car at the truck, which has been barreling towards him this whole time, yeah. and he had all of this time to grab this woman, put her down, <laughs> go back to the car, push it at her, all the while we're also getting reaction shots from Mike yeah. and Ted. Yeah. Oh, this episode is grueling. Uh, so the car promptly explodes. As soon as it hits the hood of the truck. And so the flames of the car and the car itself make it impossible for Ted to see where he's going. And so Mike and Ted bail out of the truck because we then see for the first time that they're at the edge of a cliff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) This whole time we've been been on the edge of a cliff. Yeah. (laughs) I don't see what's strange about that. I just assumed. Zero establishment of said cliff. Hey, you don't need to. You can assume. Uh, (laughs) It's all there. It adds up. Uh, (laughs) And so then we get a... Very long, protracted sequence of this truck rolling down a hill and exploding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it Good goes couple on minutes. for a solid minute and a half. Yeah. And every once in a while, we'll cut back to the Hulk standing at the top of the cliff going, Rawr! Fists in the air the, the uh, with pride at the achievement of having done this. Going, yeah. Hulk smashed good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, he suddenly turns into a Kool-Aid man, uh, Hulk. Oh, he did burst through a wall earlier in the episode. That's true, he did. They do have a lot in common. <laughs> they get along. Yeah. Um, th- there's, a, there's a comic team up we need. Both bursting through walls, both going, oh yeah, mm. both full of rage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you thought he was full of Kool-Aid? No, no. just pure liquid rage. That liquid red rage <laughs> inside of him. Uh, I also like... Uh, the action on Ted having broken his leg, just holding onto his knee, like, oh, my knee. We don't get that till later. Well, we we get it immediately when he leaps out of the truck. Yeah, he's clutching his leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hulk stumbles over to Joni, gently caresses her face, as he, and as immediately turns back into Banner. Yeah. The soft touch, you know, the, the, the uh, I was going to say the t- soft touch, but the soft touching of a woman. <laughs> oh, it's so much worse. <laughs> well, because the touch of a woman implies she's touching him. Right. He is touching her. I, yeah, and it's, so apparently sitting down uh, triggers the banner response, mm-hmm. as does touching a lady, which is 100% not true, because in every other sequence in which we've seen Hulk, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, interacting with an unconscious woman, yeah. it's trying to get her to safety. Including the dying Susan Sullivan in the yes. pilot. Uh, does not stop him. No, uh, but this time it does. For some reason. He's extra horny, so I guess. So inconsistent. I don't know. Oh, like <laughs> no, gross. Oh. Well, this is the only episode that implies he's going to get some at the end. So. Banner, not the Hulk. <laughs> well, I don't know. We, to be fair, we don't know what she was down for. Uh, fair enough, I guess. Maybe she would have gone for the Hulk. Uh, <laughs> who knows? But, uh, yeah. Because then we get this long shot of Ted dragging himself over to Mike. Mike is laid out on the ground. He looks dead. Unresponsive. We feel no we get no follow up that he's okay. He's dead. Ted is like going up to him shaking him. He's like, "Mike, Mike, wake up." He grabs his head, shakes his head a little bit. "Please, please wake up." And then it cuts. <laughs> he's dead. He's 100% dead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's no other way to read that. Add that like. to the Hulk's body count, Jack McGee. Yeah. Because I'll say this about this episode. <laughs> we don't get Jack McGee at all in this episode. But, but he's mentioned here at the end, which is interesting. Yes. Uh, I find it interesting that he's not in here. Because they they're, they're, there's the wrap-up of, like, they got Banner some new clothes. Yeah, they're and, walking out of a general store. And everything's okay. And the, there's a drop line about, oh, that reward she got for turning in these guys i guess and also they had some kind of real big operation or returning the computer stuff i don't no, know she couldn't have because it was destroyed the it was truck destroyed yeah so i guess then breaking up the operation i don't know there was some real wanted, writing. And there was a reward i guess i guess again it's just like let's tie up all of the dang yeah, this, this one really here. didn't make any sense no um and the yeah yeah, so we never hear that he's okay. They were never like, oh, and they caught that, those, both those guys. Nope. Because usually when we get these dropped lines like this about the police, it's just like, oh, yeah, and all of them were arrested and sent mm-hmm. to jail. Hooray. But then the, then the guy at the general store is like, oh, by the way, you should talk to that McGee fellow, the reporter. He's poking around here somewhere looking for people who saw that big green monster. Yeah, so I guess he's doing his thing. We don't get no establishment of Jack McGee. Like, a good through line for this episode would have been, and a way to explain all of this would have been to have McGee poking around about some kind of smuggling operation. Yeah. Then we could get all the exposition we need about this criminal enterprise. Can we talk about how how much you're you're saying it would have made more sense if McGee had been in this episode? I know, right? I know, yeah. It must, yeah. I'm glad he wasn't here, honestly, but Mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is is it would have made more sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. 
So yeah, and then uh, and then this is the weird ending. We we he she says, oh, couldn't you help me? Couldn't you stay here? She says, I want to split the reward with you. Yeah, and he says, oh, that's not necessary. And she says, well, I'd like to split a lot more with you as well. And yeah. he goes, well, maybe I got time. He's like, he's like, uh, lunch maybe. <laughs> yeah, which we all know what he means. Oh yeah, no, they're going for coffee. Um, because <laughs> uh, we see them walk off arm in arm. Yeah, because he's ready to take off. Classic end of an episode. Banner yeah. on his way again. Ever the lonely man. Do, but, do, do, do. but no, no. In this episode, we see him. We get some funky banjo music. We get some funky banjo music. A little bit of pretty much with the banjo. Yeah, very much implying that Banner's about to get some. Yeah, and then we we're out, and then we fade to black on Banner being a happy guy with a lucky lady. Weird ending, really. Weird ending. Weird ending of the show. Banner needs to be depressed. This depressed is a, Banner is best Banner. This is a weird episode. It almost feels like an episode of a different show. It doesn't, it doesn't let, really jive with the rest Something we did not talk about. Let us talk about the wild musical arrangements. Oh, in this it's episode. insane. That that really gave me that Dukes of Hazard kind of feel. So we go from the normal like subdued piano Hulk do, score that do, we've been do, getting do, the whole time. Which we've often mentioned is one of the like good things about the show. Maybe some like... Like tense bongos yeah. every once in a while when yeah. we're doing a sneaking scene. Oh yeah, yeah. Classic tense bongos. Oh yeah, yeah. Whenever we get on the road, we hard shift <laughs> into some finger picking country <laughs> banjo and harmonica. <laughs> yeah, it's real jarring in this episode. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Um, I think that is that attitude of fun. They're talking about a little more lighthearted. Because you said uh, the first Smokey and the Bandit movie had yes, come out like year two before, years before year this. Be- yeah. Um, or the year before this. I think it was 70. So, and like we've had some of the other trucker movies come out at this point. Plus, we had that song Convoy already existed. So, like, we had a great big convoy. Right. Yeah. So, the trucker aesthetic had been established at this point. Yes. And whoever the composer was on this episode or the music guy just had a fucking field day. Like, oh God! Yeah, 1977. Yeah, it was Smokey, Smokey, and the Bandit. So the showrunners went to this guy and said, "We need some truckery music. What do you got?" And, he... <laughs> and oh boy, do I! He said. <laughs> Apparently, he had this just ready to go in his back pocket. <laughs> I would be actually be curious after telling me that story about uh, that Spielberg movie that they stole footage from. A duel, yeah, duel. Because, yeah, we didn't talk about the weird off-colored wide shots that we got of the truck movie. Yeah. Which were clearly from that movie. Now yeah. I'm thinking about it. I'm wondering. I've never seen Duel. Have you? Oh, yes. Is that piece of score in that movie? No, it's not that kind of movie. Okay. The Duel is a very uh, Duel is a very intense, like, thriller chase, like, serious-minded. Mm. It's not a goofy kind of thing like okay. that. Uh, here's an interesting... Bit of trivia about Smokey and the Bandit. It was the second highest grossing movie of 1977. Next to... Star Wars. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> so it was that summer... Star Wars, Smokey and the Bandit. That was what people in 1977 were going to that summer. Those were the only two movies out that year. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday Night Fever, also 77. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but no, Smokey and the Bandit, I mean, there was a time when Burt Reynolds was the number one... R.I.P. By the way, yeah, um, uh, number one box office star in the world. Sure, yeah, I'll never understand why. Mustache. <laughs> it's all about the mustache. Hundred mm-hmm, percent. That sweet, sweet stash. Mustache magnetism, John. God That's knows he was about. never trying to act in any of No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't. I'm Burt Reynolds. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bandit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the Hulk. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so anyway, then that yeah, that's the end of our episode. Yeah, and then it just ends. Really, really strange. Uh, this whole episode is so bizarre. Ugh. They definitely were trying something different. Try is the operative word there. Yeah, indeed. Uh, all right, we got to talk about who was our favorite guest star in this one. I think oh, yeah. this is, I think this is pretty easy. Oh yeah, yeah. That it's, is, it's Mike Grandel Bush. Grandel Bush. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's amazing. Yeah, he's just he is eating up every bit of screen time they're giving devours him. the scenery. Yeah, unquestionably, and not in a good way. No, no. <laughs> but, but doing everything he can, and look, sure. he had quite a, he's had quite a career following this. He so. Clearly stood out. Uh, you know, he's so, going yeah. to be in an episode of Jag in 2005. So, you know, it's does <laughs> that character do anything in the episode? Uh, I don't think so. Other than ineffectually hit the Hulk once with the steel bar. And he gets the bullet too late? No, I don't think he does. I, I don't think, think he's he just actually there to... accomplishes anything <laughs> in this episode. No, I think he's just there to cheer on Ted. Yeah, yeah. He's Ted's cheerleader, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Well, good for him. And then he dies for it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> At the end, it cost him his life. And I like this. I like that. That scene with, with him and Ted at the end was very interesting because it was like Ted going like, oh, no, no. The way they compose it, it it's almost like clearly there's a deeper relationship between oh, these yeah. two that we're not privy to. Yeah. And Ted got him killed. <laughs> so, like, Ted's going to spend the rest of his life in prison hating himself for getting his best bud Mike yeah. killed. Yeah. Dare I say... Lover? I mean, I think that you could infer some stuff there. I'm just saying. I don't think it. I don't think it's expressly clear, but I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. I think the subtext is there, especially how it ends. Oh yeah. No, especially that where it's like, no, please, no, right. (laughs) Wake up, Mike. Where Ted is like, we leave Ted weeping over the body of Mike. Yeah. No, I think I think there's something there. I mean. Maybe not, maybe unrequited kind of thing, perhaps. Mm, that could mm. be more. He never had the chance to tell him how he felt. Or Ted was just too focused on the job. He never gave himself time oh, for what man. could have been. Ugh. Poor Ted. But Mike was always there for him every step of the way. He right was. Until he gave his life for him. Yeah, kind by, of. By <laughs> diving out of a truck. <laughs> yeah, I guess what killed him there even. Uh, the fall. And the roll? I guess, yeah. Because we see him roll a little bit. Yeah, that his neck could have snapped or something yeah. in the middle of that. That could have been bad. Anyway, uh, yeah. Grando Bush did an amazing job here, though. Indeed. I hope he comes back. <laughs> he might. I mean, people, we know. We know uh, there are a few guest stars that who, come back. Re- yeah, repeat. Not as Mike, obviously. He's on the ground. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mike is six feet under. <laughs> no question about it. Uh, we got to talk about our Hulk feat of strength here. You're going with phone booth destruction? Ah. Uh, I think I want to. I, I I gotta go with him throwing that guy into the roof. Okay, that's pretty good. I'm gonna go with swinging the telephone pole. That's pretty good too. Swinging the telephone pole is pretty yeah. good. I mean, it didn't do much, but like no, but it's lifting a, up a telephone pole they, and then swinging they, it like they, a baseball for bat for something that does nothing. They make a big deal about it visually. Yeah, so I feel like that's it is our cool. Highlight. He just takes that telephone pole out. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, we got to talk about uh, oh man, a man who lives in pretty sweet relief. Of never having to deal with this issue. This is the alternate reality where General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross never knows that the Hulk exists. And so what is he up to this week? Well, if we know one thing about Thunderbolt Ross, Mm -hmm. it's that he likes a good 
relaxing vacation. Oh, he sure does. Sure and, does. And uh, what better way than to uh, like those truckers that are getting so popular with the kids these days? He's aware. This is a, this is a big fad. He's, he's aware, but he's just like, oh, I don't know what the big deal is. But then he goes out onto the that big open road that mm-hmm. is the big empty places in the middle of America. Oh, yeah. It's and the I country think, he fought so valiantly for right. throughout his career. And I don't think he's ever given himself a chance to really appreciate what he fought for. No, he hasn't. So I feel like Thaddeus Ross just goes on a long drive. Oh. He goes out into those big, wide spaces out in the middle of America, and he just soaks it in, you know? Much like the Simon and Garfunkel song, America, a song he would never listen to because it's made by dirty hippies, <laughs> obviously. But, but still, the spirit of it would fit his journey. <laughs> yes. He is reaching a level of spiritualism that he'll never admit to. Right. No, no. Yeah. But he is reaching for it. Yeah. And there's a couple of times where he's just standing out there in the middle of the highway. Like he stopped his car because it's just this big empty space. He's taking a couple of deep breaths. Just the majesty that is America. Yeah. Yeah. Like he never quite grat. Like he was always a coastal guy. He's yeah. In yeah. DC. Yeah. He's yeah. in New York. Yeah. Um, he's never really no. like, tapped into that middle America sensibility. He'd never admit it, but it did bring a tear to his eye. I think so. Just one, though. So It was brief. Yeah. He sucked it back in. Yeah. <laughs> Get back in there. Get back in there. So, yeah, I think that's what... I think at one point, um, maybe some like crazy kids driving a muscle car in a big oil tanker drove past, and he was just like, you're going too fast. You're not appreciating yeah, the scenery. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're missing it. Mm-hmm. Like Ferris Bueller said, you know, life moves by pretty fast. Got to stop her once in a while and take a look yeah, around. So I think that's what uh, Thunderbolt Ross was up to. All right. Well, let's talk about what we're going to be up to next week when we move on to the next episode, which is titled Life and Death. Well, yeah, those are the two options. And the IMDb description for this episode says, David Barnard no. subjects himself to an experimental DNA test, but finds out his doctor's accomplices are gathering newborn babies for similar research. Hulk babies? Are we getting Hulk babies? Well, that'd be pretty cool, but I sincerely doubt it. On this show, mm-hmm. I sincerely doubt it. But <laughs> we'll find out next week when we move on to life and death. And we'll also see the return of our favorite you know, news hound reporter, Ugh. Jack McGee. <laughs> oh, boy. Great. <laughs> yeah, so we'll look forward to that next week on life and death. Uh, so please join us when we f- continue to follow the adventures of one Dr. David Benton, Benchley Benson, Bradford, Blaine Blake, Brown Blake, Bradford, Banner. <laughs> We've looped back onto the names a couple of times We now. have, actually. We talked about whether or not that was going to happen. It's happening. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, until next week, I'm John Campbell. I am currently Mike Gergoni. And remember, don't make us angry because you wouldn't like us when we're angry. 